0: Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conley, glad to be with you again, along with Cammie Berthium, our producer, Paul Sadek, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant Radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. When it comes to drawing people in, we know that the Lord sometimes works in mysterious ways. We may have been living a life outside the faith, only to be drawn in at just the right moments, experiencing a radical conversion. Sometimes it's a bit more simple than that, a change that has happened over time. Well, regardless of how you came to know and love our Lord, there's joy in building a life with him at the center of it all. Joining us today to share about how her conversion led to a fruitful homesteading life with her family is Leah Darrow, nationally renowned speaker, entrepreneur and founder of Power Made Perfect, a personal development program. Leah, welcome to Practicing Catholic. It's an honor to be speaking with you.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Well, our listeners may know you from your involvement in youth ministry events and programs catered to young people, your national speaking engagements, and maybe your many appearances on news and digital media outlets. But we've already hinted that you're now living a life on a homestead with your family. Can you share about some of the events in your life that compelled you and your husband to live how you are living now?
1: Yeah, of course. So, uh, I, no, I was born and raised on a farm, so the idea of homesteading wasn't completely foreign to me. Um, I do want to point out, though, that I was raised on a farm. I didn't work the farm. I was there when I was pretty young. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's a very different scenario than you actually be the one physically working the farm. But I had a, I have really had a beautiful childhood. Uh, honestly, I did. I grew up on this farm in Oklahoma, and I had a lot of time just to be outside and connect with nature, and I didn't realize it, but I was really connecting with God, too. I spent a lot of time having conversations with God quietly in my childhood, Um, and I was remembering that, especially when the pandemic hit and all of us were home and, you know, rethinking all sorts of things about life, and that's when Ricky, my husband, and I began to really start questioning, like, are we living the way that we're called to live? And it, like how, yeah. it, it, could, is there another way? Could we be living this life for the Lord another way? And that began a series of questions of really trying to, really trying to seek how we could live a life of deeper holiness. Mm-hmm. And we did realize that where we were living in the suburbs, outside of St. Louis, our lives were incredibly comfortable, so comfortable that it was almost a little painful to admit and that began more questions of just like, okay, well, not that comfort's terrible, but is this keeping us from holiness? And in our, in our space, we really did see that we could, that we thought it, it, it was keeping us from maybe going a little bit deeper. So, you know, that began a series of work questions and praying. And a couple years later, we just began to really seek out property and land and to raise our kids with, with less intervention from the world and okay. more intervention with family and God. And so that led us to the farm.
0: Sure. Wow. Okay. And, uh, well, describe the farm for us now where you live now. I mean, how, how large is it and what's going on on the farm?
1: Yeah. So we moved, um, to the Ozarks of Missouri, the Missouri nice. Ozarks, and we have an 80 acre farm. Wow. It is wooded and pasture and we have all sorts of farm animals, um, there's a great documentary that you can like, follow all of this through Max Studios. You can find all of that on YouTube. But we've got cattle, and we've got pigs and chickens and dogs and cats, the whole thing. And then we also started planting pumpkins, and we created this agro-tourism <laughs> business where yeah. families can come. And um, we really just wanted people to experience a little, a little part of our lives because we're so connected to people and screens and the busyness of our schedules. And we wanted to give families an opportunity to come out. Connect with nature, pick up pick a pumpkin, enjoy some popcorn and just have some time together. <laughs> and
0: that's wonderful. I love it yeah and uh, I have looked looked at some of those videos and it is pretty impressive, but I, I have to ask this and this is a personal question, Leo for me, is um, when when did you and Ricky and your kids when did you move to the farm?
1: We moved let's see I think July. Of 2021.
0: Oh, I was afraid you were going to say that. See, the reason I'm asking is the is because, uh, and many of our listeners will know this um, if they're regular listeners to the program, but my wife and I actually went through something similar. We were living here in the Twin Cities, of Minneapolis, St. Paul, and uh, then we just sensed the Lord was, was nudging us back, and my wife was actually, as you raised on a farm, um, and just wanted to get back to the rural life. And so we ended up, Following the Lord's leading and moving back to an 80-acre farm that's um, wooded and grassland is not actually pasture, but um, in Wisconsin, uh, but in 2018. And we had all these grand plans for <laughs> for living much as you and Ricky, it sounds like, are doing Um we're still struggling. That we we're um we're three years or two or three years ahead of you, and now uh, we're struggling with it. So I'm a little bit jealous. I just got to say that. But I know what a day looks like on on our farm. What does a day look like? A typical day for you and Ricky and your kids. How you know what does it look like on your farm?
1: Yeah. So it all depends. Everything is really based on what we have growing in the ground and the animals we have on our farm. So that really regulates. Um, our schedule. So if we're at a time where we have crops or we have animals, then we are out first thing in the morning, like before the crack of dawn. We do not wait for the sun to get up, to get up. And um, we get out there and we make sure that everybody's fed. All of the animals are fed. When we come back in, and at that point, our kids are starting to stir and starting to wake up, and I'm making breakfast for everybody. The kids have their set of chores that they do, and then I go right into our homeschool routine and I homeschool for a couple hours with our kids, and then I kick them outside, and I say, okay, go find something. <laughs> go do something nice. outside, yep. um, and that's the remainder of their homeschool, and then I continue working on any extra chores around the house um, that, you know, normal stuff that we do, and then I end up being able to escape for maybe one or two hours to get some work done with my apostolate, and then, mm-hmm. you know, this the whole routine. We get back into the house, we're doing dinner together, we're sitting down together every night for dinner, and we just repeat that process every single day.
0: Right, right. Well, it sounds great. We're speaking with Leah Darrow, who um, you may recognize the name, Nationally Round Speaker and Entrepreneur and Founder of Power Made Perfect, which you just mentioned, Leah, and I want to get to that. But let me ask one other question, because I think it's it's always intriguing to f- find out what would you say are the key elements of the discernment of God's will? I mean, clearly you and your family have been through discerning God's will in this, making this move so how would you advise others in terms of discerning the Lord's will in their lives?
1: Yeah, um, you know, you want to assess your situation. I say this with a lot of my coaching clients, and this is actually a part of military leadership. Um, and my husband is military. He is Army Green Beret. So I've learned this from him, and I've taken this into my life. We take it into our life and to even my client's life. But you want to assess your situation. Like, where are you right now? What's going on? What are your pain points? What are the problems that you're seeing, or what are the things that your heart is yearning for? And of course, taking this to prayer. After you kind of assess that situation, from there you start taking action and you make a sound and timely decision. You are not rushed. You you have a sense of peace about it, and then you step out of the boat. And that last, Pete, is that you execute. And, of course, from the military standpoint, they say execute with violence of action.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not using that phrase, I guess.
1: Well, you know, to be honest with you, I actually do. Okay. Because it's based in Scripture. Matthew 11:12 says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and mm-hmm. men of violence take it. Okay, That heaven, heaven, like, for us to choose holiness in our life, we do do a violence to ourselves. We do a violence to the comfort maybe that we're living in. We do a violence to the sin that we're attached to by breaking away. And so there's something about that that I think really does resonate with people when we talk about this. Of like, how can I do the same thing? Or how can I take action in my life? And it's just all sitting down and being able to calmly walk through these steps with the Lord. But at some point, the Lord is going to call you to take a step out of the boat. And when he he asks you to do that, it's not going to be comfortable and it's not going to be safe and you won't see that there's a safety net. So sometimes that does happen, and we have to trust that God will recalibrate our path. He will make straight our path if we do get a little off course.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Well, wow, that's great. I appreciate it. I mean, that's that's wonderful to hear. Let's talk about now, let's, let's shift over to the related thing here, a new personal development program you've, you've come up with called Power Made Perfect. And I'm just first from the outset, um, did, your, did your change, your family's change to the rural life, did that influence you coming up with Power Made Perfect?
1: It definitely did. This was something that's been in the works for many, many years, actually. It, you know, it kind of started, I've been, a, I've been a public speaker now for over 15 years, mm-hmm. and I've, I've, I love this work. I love it so much. But I realized that the work really began, not on stage, but afterward, when I would receive people, and they read lines of people, and they're talking to me, and what they're really wanting is coaching. They're wanting to be like, hey, listen, I got this situation. What do you think about it? Um, hey, the, sa- the same thing you talked about happened to me. How do I take a step forward in the direction? They weren't really coming to me saying, hey, what prayer should I pray more? But it was practical life skills. They were really looking for something practical and more personal development. Um, And I love the personal development world, but so much of it is void of faith and void of God. And so us taking this step and having many years of working towards leaving our life in the city and really relocating and doing life on the farm, growing our own food, really helped me implement all of the coaching techniques that I had been sharing with people for the past 15 years. And all of that decided just to put into one program to allow people to access something that I've been doing for so long with me and my family, and that I could share with people so they don't have to wait in line with me after a talk to get some personal development stuff. They could okay. just be able to be a part of this program together.
0: Nice. Nice. Very good. And I assume just uh, Power Man Perfect rings to mind uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Um, the Lord saying to St. Paul, my grace is sufficient to you for power is made perfect in weakness. Um, Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's that's the entire scripture verse that the whole thing is founded on, is that there is power in God, and and his power runs through us. God's divine power, his divine energy runs through us, and we can access that and take charge of our life and be accountable in our life as well with the Lord.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. And what, is it, what does it look like if people want to get involved? I mean, as, you're, as you explore the options there, I mean, what, what's on offer through Power Made Perfect?
1: Absolutely. So I do group coaching. I do offer private one-to-one coaching, and that's a little bit more spe- specialized. But I do offer group coaching. We just launched this last group in February. If you still want to join in, you probably could. You're just a couple weeks behind. But I'll be launching another one after Easter where we can, you can join in again. And it's a 90 day challenge of personal development. And, uh, and you can look at my website and honestly just look to see what other people say because I can tell you all about it, but you really need to listen to other, other people who have taken the program and taken the course and act, seen actual change in their life. It's just really phenomenal what God is doing with just being able to activate the skills He's already given us with Him.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very good. And uh, you better, you better mention the website at least a couple more times. So uh, yeah, where, where should they go?
1: Yeah, just go to my website, com. It's also on all of my links and all of my social media. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook and you have links there. It's com. You go to coaching. It's all right there for you. You can take a look at everything and then just be ready to um, to start up after Easter with me. Mm,
0: that sounds great. Leah, we're we're impressed and and uh just very grateful that you've appeared on the show today but so i'll I'll ask you as we just before we let you go how can we how can we pray for you and for one another and in all the senses that the lord is leading you to help with this coaching how can we really support and uphold one another in prayer and how can we do that for you well
1: one if you could pray for me for deep healing within me. We've lost two babies through miscarriage over about a year span, and that is just a continual healing that goes on, and um, that's going to take some time. So just prayer for me personally with that would be great. And how we can really pray for each other is really showing more compassion for everybody's situation. We all come from a different experience. We all experience reality a little bit differently, and I know that sounds strange, but our background, how we were raised, the things that have happened to us and with us, all influences how we see the world. And so if we kind of keep that in mind, we might have a little bit more understanding for other people in our life, especially during this time of Lent, and really be able to strip ourselves of judgment and just be more curious about ourselves and others in our life.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, great advice. And we will certainly we'll certainly be preparing for you and for one another Uh, yeah, as you said, acting with compassion towards one another. So, so grateful that you've joined us, Leah. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. And God bless you and Ricky and your kids as you continue to uh, forge this new life and see the fruits that God is bearing in and through your life. Thank you for being on the program.
1: You are so welcome. Have a magnificent day.
0: You too. Once again, Leah's website is leahdarrow.com. That's L-E-A-H-D-A-R-R-O-W dot com. And you can go slash power made perfect if you're specifically interested in that. Well, you want them? We got them. Local Catholic events to help make this Lent your best Lent ever. The team and I will be right back right after this. what real freedom is. Dr. Edward Sree. Our culture says, do whatever you want. But as a Catholic understanding of freedom, a biblical understanding is much deeper than that. So I always say to my students, are you free to play violin? And on one hand, they say, oh, yeah, I like to play violin. And I say, okay, here's a violin. Now go play me a Vivaldi concerto. I have a boy that plays violin. He can actually play Vivaldi. But my students, they're free to make noise. They're not free to play the violin beautifully. And that's a good way of looking at life modern American says, Oh yeah, you're free to do whatever you want but a Catholic would say, Well, do I have the virtues to do that? Generosity, patience, self control, courage. Then I'm gonna be free to make my life a gift to God and my family and my friends. If I don't have the skills of a violinist, I'm not gonna be able to play the violin with excellence. And if I don't have the virtues I'm not going to be able to imitate Christ to be a good son of God, to be a good family member, to be a good friend. Talk Radio for Catholic Life.
1: We are the violin. God is the bow. Love is the music.
0: Relevant Radio. Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Hey, you know, we give we keep giving all these website recommendations, and so as you're online checking out leahdarrow.com, as you're online checking out spo.org, if you're online checking out archspm.org slash synod to keep up with all those things... You might as well open another tab and go over to practicingcatholicshow.com. where you might can swell. yeah I know I mean it's easy like two clicks and you're there so um, check out our archives shows there as well as looking for podcasted interviews of your um, your favorite interviews have another listen to them well I gotta say we got some we got some great things to promote today we've got first of all the school of Divinity grad studies info night this kind of tickles my academic bone a little bit here. So, Tuesday, March 7th at the St. Paul Seminary, you can enjoy dinner, meet future professors, and discover graduate programs. At the St. Paul Seminary School of Divinity, you can find course offerings. You can learn more about scholarship opportunities. You can get answers about the application process. All of this Tuesday, March seventh, at the St. Paul Seminary. And Holy Cross is back with their annual forty hours devotion. So Sunday, March twelfth, is the solemn closing of that. Um, it includes joyful Eucharistic celebration, inspired preaching, and um, transcendent ceremony. Mm. So that's